the Vine Keeper Bible Podcast, Guyana, South America, the land of many waters. My name is Rick Walker. Listen, Guyana, this is for you. Today I want to share with you a couple of stories. What does it mean to be in the family, the family of God? I don't mean how do you get in the family, but once you are in the family, what does it mean? In 1997, I was teaching Bible in our Christian university in Kiev, Ukraine. One night we were eating dinner and talking about the churches in Ukraine and how they were doing. And the question was asked, what happens if the Russians decide to roll their tanks across the border? And the dean of the university simply said, we will have to leave and hope the churches can survive. Well, now we know. Last year, the Russians did invade Ukraine. My wife and I left the country, as did six million Ukrainians and a few Americans, like my wife and myself. After 25 years, it really did happen, a full-scale invasion. And what happened? As our members scattered across Europe, reports were coming in that a lot of churches in Europe were being revitalized. Churches which had been languishing for whatever reasons found new life, new energy. That happens a lot whenever congregations have new members. Our brothers and sisters truly experienced what it means to be in the family of God. There are some great family of God stories that are coming out of this war. Many years ago, a church was started on the coast of the Black Sea in Ukraine in the city of Mariupol. I have been to that church. Large building with two stories. Enough rooms to give some people places to live for short periods. A good solid preacher, a good man. Clear-headed. Sasha had been my student at the Sunset School in Ukraine. He was in my Old Testament History II class. We began with the United Kingdom and moved forward. I always remembered him because at the end of the class, he told me, I have never really had an interest in the Old Testament, but now I see how it all fits together. A couple of years ago, I looked at the school schedule on the Internet, and guess who was teaching Old Testament history? Sasha was teaching my former class. As the saying goes, 
The student becomes the teacher. Sasha the student was now Sasha the teacher. And Sasha the preacher in Mariupol on the Black Sea. Well, back to our great family story. When the war started, Mariupol was in Russia's sights. Putin wanted Mariupol. If Russia could capture Mariupol, they would have a land bridge to Crimea. And so the Russians pounded the city with everything they could. Week after week, month after month. And so the church took refuge in their building. Sending a person or two out into the streets every day to try to find some kind of food. At one point, Sasha was wounded, as well as another member of the congregation. No way to leave the city with all of these people. It was a very bad situation. Through diplomatic channels, I remember the Russians were persuaded to open a corridor and let convoys of cars leave the city. So the day was set. Families loaded into their cars and formed a line. I think it went well the first time, but later another convoy was formed. And after everyone was loaded up and ready to go, they were gunned down in their cars. The citizens were in dire straits. But this church, living in the church building for months, but the psalmist says, angels encamp around God's people. And God's people are God's family. One day the Russian army came to the church building, the building where the church was living and the angels were encamped. The commander had come because he found out the church was there. Men and women, children, young and old, the preacher and his family. I have come with my men to lead you out of the city. Pack up your stuff. We are leading you out of Mariupol to safety. And they did. The Russian army escorted them safely to Russia. And from there, they crossed the border into a neutral country. Angels held their hands and guided them all the way. Deliverance has come. Break out the harps. Sing psalms of deliverance like Moses did and Miriam did and Deborah did and David did. God has delivered this people. And now for the rest of the story. Why did the Russian 
commander. And his men lead this church to freedom. That is a good question, and I will tell you. Because the Lord was looking over them. Because angels were encamped around them. And because they had a spiritual family that cared. God's family. You see, Christians in Russia knew about the family of God in Mariupol. They knew their dilemma. They knew they were suffering. So they got together and prayed and reached out to help. They raised money for their brothers and sisters. Not money for food. Not money to buy medicine. Money to bribe the Russian commander. Rescue our brothers. Bring out our sisters. The men, the women, the children. Here is the money. Bring our family out. And they did. And I would guess the Russian Christians met their brothers and sisters in Russia and they were the ones who escorted them to freedom. I may not have all the details exactly right, but that is a great family story. Love for brothers from another country. Our countries are at war, but you are our family. Sing a song of deliverance. Now another story. A lot of Ukrainians and people like my wife and myself found ourselves in countries where we were outsiders. All across Europe and all across the globe. Fortunately for me, my wife teaches for an international school, which has 37 schools in dozens of countries. They are basically schools which are started by the request of the U.S. embassies when there is a need. And so, as it turned out, when the war started, a new school was being opened in Georgetown. And Paul was asked to come and open a school or help open a school. But our first question was whether there was a church in Georgetown. We wanted to go where we knew there would be a church and we would be welcomed. The family of God. That is very important to us. And as Christians were fleeing Ukraine, I know that it was important to them to be where there was a church. A family to welcome them. And in a lot of cases, there was. Just today, August 31st, 2023, I saw a post from our church in Athens. There was a picture of the church, the people, the family, and it said that refugees are still flooding into Athens and being welcomed into the congregation. 
That is good stuff. The church in Russia knew what it meant to say, you are my brother, you are my sister, you are my family. The church in Athens knows what it means to say, you are our family. Go into a new congregation in a new country and be welcomed by the people. Glad you were here. So sorry you had to leave Ukraine, but we will help you in any way that we can. And the next thing you know, you are preaching. We invite you to preach. And you can teach? Great. Good to have you in our congregation. And she knows how to teach children? Well, yes. Would she teach at our Sunday school? I'm sure she would. So everything is going along great. These newcomers are being blessed, and the local church is being blessed. Break out the harps. Sing psalms of deliverance. That is the way it is supposed to work. But then, one day, these people are told, you cannot be members of this congregation. Wow. You mean we can preach in your congregation, but we cannot be members. You mean we can lead singing in your congregation, but we cannot be members. You mean we can serve the Lord's Supper? Our wives can teach children in the Sunday school? We can put our money into your church treasury? But we cannot be members. And who set down this rule? One person. One person with a power to enforce his will. That is really something. You are welcome as a visitor. Preach, teach, lead singing, pray, serve the supper. Glad to have you when we need you. But you are rejected from membership. Who can believe it? I can believe it. Whenever the kingdom of God is making progress, the devil rushes in. There is always someone or some group which will step in the way. There are a lot of stories coming out of Europe about how churches are being revitalized because of the influx of Ukrainian refugees. Churches which were languishing before the war have come alive. And churches like the one in Athens has gone to three worship services to accommodate all the people. New life, new growth. 
because our attendance is up. Because we have new men who can preach and preach well because we have new men who can sing and Ukrainians sing very well. Because you are our brothers, because you are our family. But in this one church, the Ukrainians were told, you cannot be members. At least that is the story that was told to me this summer. And I had a very reliable source. Who can believe it? I can believe it. I can believe it. How would that look in a mission report? What would you do if that happened to you? I would go and preach somewhere else. I would go and teach somewhere else. I would lead singing somewhere else. And my wife would go with me. And she would teach somewhere else. Somewhere I read, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. Somewhere I read, the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born. Somewhere I read, love them as yourself, I am the Lord your God. Neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor male nor female, for you are all one. Listen, Guyana, your world is changing. Money is coming to your country. When the oil flows out, the money flows in, and corporations follow the money. My wife and I are here because the U.S. Embassy asked her school to start a new school for American families and others. The children of ambassadors and major corporations and anyone, anyone, this week, they came to our school with the same message. We are bringing more employees to Guyana, more families, more children, more, a lot more are coming to Guyana. The director of operations for Exxon told us the growth of Georgetown is going to be explosive. Just a few weeks ago, my wife received a call from a family we know from Azerbaijan while we were there. They contacted her, wonderful family, works for an oil company. We can transfer to Guyana. Tell us about Guyana. Listen, Guyana. What will you do if a foreign family shows up at your congregation one day? What if they want to be members of your congregation? What will you do? It could happen. 
Will you love your neighbor as yourself? Will you treat him as a native-born citizen? Oh, I know that it can be very challenging for new people to come into your congregation. But could it be, could it possibly be, that the Lord sent the Ukrainians into those European congregations to be a blessing? That is what the churches are reporting. These people are a blessing to our congregation. So what will you do, Guyana? What will you do? I have been to enough congregations in Guyana that I think I know what you will do. You will love your neighbor as yourself. I know that you will.